Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to a very special episode of Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Well, here we are with the uh, greatly anticipated cup final special for Liverpool versus Chelsea. Now, I know people joke about the League Cup being the Mickey Mouse Cup and this and that, but at the end of the day, it's one of four cups that Liverpool got a chance to win this season. And uh, we haven't been in a League Cup final for, I think, five or six years. I was at that game. It was disappointing. And I think City have won about four out of five since. So here we are previewing the League Cup final. Um, in the first part of the podcast, we've got a very special guest on, um, Conor McGillicuddy. He is a Chelsea fan um, from, from Straban here in Ireland. Um, he's lived in the city of Liverpool, so he's, he's got plenty of experience of uh, having these, let's say, lip wars against Liverpool fans. Um, but without further ado, hey, Conor, welcome to the podcast. And uh, I have to ask you, buddy, um, why Chelsea? Hello, Ammo. Thanks for having me on. And um, so I started supporting Chelsea for my dad, my dad, because he's he started supporting them from 1970 FA Cup final when he went over to his friend's house, and uh, they all they were all Leeds fans, and they were playing Chelsea. And so just growing up, you know yourself. Normally, it just becomes from your dad to everyday support, and that kind of brings you on the supporting that team. So that's that's kind of how I began to support them, and. He showed me who who did support. Well, well that, that's fair enough. And a lot of people have the story to tell. We've had all kinds of mad, we've had Spurs fans on in the past and stuff like that, you know. So, uh, but what I will say, it's just very convenient. I'm, I'm working out the age of yourself. I'm working out the time that you started following football, and I'm working out the time that Chelsea got all the money and Roman Vanovic took over. It isn't around that time that you started to support Chelsea, isn't it? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> definitely, as I will, and. Uh... Luckily enough for me, I got to grow up on a special okay, a special time period for Chelsea. I've got to see two Champions League ones and whatever, and I can't deny that it's all because of us being taken over by money. But um, my dad's borderline brought along to me, and I just got to grow up in the right time period. And tell me this, uh, you've got a brother. Does he support Chelsea as well? He doesn't watch football at all, so he doesn't have him. Oh, doesn't, all right. He's one of those old boys, that's all right. He's one of them boys. We, we searched the country far and low to try and get a Chelsea fan on, didn't we? And we, we struggled. 
We did. We did struggle, to be fair. And to be honest, you've got a good one because, as you said, like outside of doing this, I do a lot of work in schools and stuff. And you generally find boys of a certain age when you go into schools that are all massive Chelsea fans just because of the money and Chelsea being so big at that particular time. But the fact that your dad was a fan, I think that's, that's always a good sign because... Because he was a fan in the seventies when Chelsea would crap, and so I think that I think that's that gives you good credit. I think in my books. Well, yeah, no, I'm up with forgiveness. So boys of a say and girls of a certain age, the younger brothers and sisters probably support Man City. But anyway, let us let, get the, the jokes out of the way. You know, the, the, the shots have been fired. Let's talk football. So when Liverpool last year, so the year before last, won the the World Club Cup. You know, it, it was the only cup that we hadn't won, and it was a big deal, and we were dancing around and. I mean, Connor played football together the other night, and, and I was, I was slating them saying, "Oh, Club World Cup," and it was only two years ago that I was running around dancing around that we'd won it. So let, let's let's get this in context. Chelsea are European champions, they're also you know world club champions. Um, okay, the third in the Premier League, but I think Connor might even admit this. They're actually only behind probably Liverpool and City. That's two two probably the best sides in the world. So to be third best out of those three teams at the moment is actually. Not, and they've had injuries, and, and you know, Lukaku's been out injured, he's been out of form. Um, Chilwell's been out injured, they've had the goalkeeping yep. issue, who's, who's the number one. So tell me this, Connor. First of all, how do you assess Chelsea's season so far? Um, and how well, do you think the Cup finals are going? Well, if you, if you look at the season so far, we started off brightly, and we looked very well. And Lukaku came in, and he was firing at the start. Got an injury. And you know, from there we like we still had a good run, but then it had about November and the injury like there was a lot more injuries kind of starting to build up and we kind of seen that the squad depth wasn't that amazing as we thought it was. And so we had left back problems. Marco Salonzo, he's not a great player and he's kind of being caught out a lot. And then you have Reese James going out injured there just at the start of the, at the start of the year. Not a great thing. They happen as well. Now we have absolutely playing as a right wing back. But then in between all that there, you had Kante kind of coming in and out of injury. And then just everything kind of not going great. But also, as you said, the, the, the Man City and Liverpool's probably the two best teams in the world at the moment. And us, us being only third behind them is an absolute, I think it's a merit to Chelsea because they are still a good, good couple of points clear of anybody close to them in the Premier League. But also... You have to you have to think about it. Uh, if you're looking towards this League Cup final, we played Liverpool twice this season. We've drew twice. Um, the first game, the first game we played, we got a man sent off, and and the, at the end of the first half, came out defended well, got a uh, and kept a one each. It was, and then the second game on the second of January, um, Liverpool showed that they could break down Chelsea very easily. But then Chelsea also showed that the high line can be broke down easily. By by bluster and pace as well. So if you if, Aye, if we're playing, uh, I must ask you that that game in the league it was it was a very pivotal moment at the time. There was nothing to separate Liverpool and Chelsea. Chelsea yeah. went down to ten men, and I think, I mean, it's frustrating from a Liverpool fan's perspective that we couldn't get that goal. We had a whole half to score, and you were down seven. Yeah. But also, wasn't there a change made at half time? If I'm right in saying, didn't um, we didn't went to six men at the back? Yeah, he, he brought, didn't he bring silver on or something like that? And I, yeah. I think it showed this tactical genius that the man has, the, the fact that he, he got a point when really... He, he it shouldn't have been. Game, but it was, yeah. at, at the end of the season, that could be a great point, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, it was a great point for us at the start of the season, especially, and it kind of showed that we could have been title contenders, you know, where we had the grittiness as a team to pull together and get that point when we probably should have lost the game. But then that also shows that the injuries and everything, and maybe the Lukaku messing up a bit, and, you know, with him talking to Sky, Sky Italia and stuff like that there, it could, it, it could have affected. But at that time, we were starting to drift away from the top of the table anyway, so... You know, that's not everything. That's not all that has yeah. everything to go with. Well, let me ask you two questions before we go straight into the cup final. The first question is obviously, um, Kante. Um, me and Danny have, have read about this player for a long time on our podcast. You know, okay, we're biased towards the club fans, but you can't deny how great Kante is. The, the, the work after people's in. Um, and recently he started to chip in with goals, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, I spe- uh, do you know what you can see now in the past? If you're looking at him from last year to this year, you can see that Kante's kind of completely changed as a player as well. He's still doing all the defensive work rates, but he must have went away and trained over the summer and really nailed down it as passing and as as running forward, as running forward and getting them behind, making the right making the right plays. He's not just passing the ball off to the side to Jorginho or Kovacic anymore. He's starting to look forward, looking for Havertz and looking for Mount and looking for the right pockets of space and then keep on making the run, whereas he used to just completely sit back. And tell me this, obviously, hey, we, 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 we really do adore Kante as a player. And he, I would say in the Premier League, he's definitely from the top five midfielders, in my opinion. But let's talk about forwards now, because they're what win the game. You can argue all day, Mo Salah at the moment is probably the best player in the world. But the best player on his yeah. day, yeah, you agree? Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. I wouldn't say that there's anybody that touches Mo Salah at the moment. But let's say on, on his day, um, up, up front, Romelu Lukaku was absolutely unplayable. And he come in on a great, great spell, didn't he? But then all these things happened, a few injuries and the interview. And Tell me your opinion on the Lukaku situation. Like, uh, I'm fascinated to know. Well, I will, I will tell you this here, and it might, it might sound like a shocking one, but I don't want him to start. Uh, if, if, we're looking at, if we're looking at Chelsea, our best performances uh, all season, it's probably been with Havertz playing as a false nine. And especially showed last night against Lille as well. He was absolutely fantastic. He was chasing down balls, he, and he, he got a goal. He probably could have scored an or one, you know. And he was in. He was getting them behind. He was chasing down the ball. He was kept being strong in tackles, and that's not something you see from Lukaku. If you don't put the ball to the right place, he's crying. He's, he's not. He's huffing. He's not look. He's not looking for the ball, and he's not chasing after it. So, if, in my opinion, if if you bring him on. It might change. It might change it, and uh, and also looking at the way Havertz is playing at the moment, it could change if, if he does get on. Danny, I see you nodding vigorously in the background there, and thinking that you agree with Connor. Yeah, definitely. To be fair, like going into the cup final side of it, I would be far more nervous if a Chelsea with Havertz up front than with Lukaku. Lukaku, I think. Yeah, I think Chelsea fans would have always hoped that Lukaku was going to be the next Drogba. And I think that's what they thought. He was going to be big, strong, in the box, battling against defenders. The problem is that Lukaku tries to and likes to try and take three or four touches of the ball before he actually does anything. And you put him up against quick defenders like Van Dijk and the likes of Matty and stuff like that, he's not going to have a second on the ball. And Lukaku needs time. So for me, he is a top, top Serie A player. But Premier League, I think yeah. he really struggles. I 100% yeah. agree with the Serie A statement, yeah. And he, and he struggled a little bit at Everton United because he never, he was at United and he, he, he signed for big, big money. 
And for whatever reason, it just didn't work out for him. So he's come to Chelsea. Was it 80 million they paid for him, Connor? Uh, I think it was I think it was 90 million. 92, 92 or something. <laughs> like that. Well, hey, we can laugh and talk about money all day. We, we've said this a lot, haven't we, Danny, in this podcast that money. Yeah. If you sit there and talk about money in football, it, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a non-existent point because money doesn't matter these days. But he's coming for that money. He's, 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 he, had, he had a good start, though, didn't he? He did have a good start. He had a very good start, actually. You know, he came in and he was actually he was firing and he looked very, he looked very strong. And then it just. Uh, up until the Liverpool game, I had get three goals and, and four games or something like that there. But then it got isolated up top because we brought on, as you says, in a tactical way that showed Titch was tactical genius. But it left him all alone up top against a strong defence. Do you know what I mean? Didn't, so, he, didn't he score in the Cup World Cup there at one stage in the semi finals? Um, he scored in the semi finals. Yeah. And I think he did. Did he score in the final as well? I'm not sure. I think Harvey's got the winning penalty, didn't he? But um, uh, but I don't know if he scored. I think I think Lukaku scored in the first half. Yeah. Oh, and then Aspeleta got the winning penalty. But tell me this: um, Do you think having an angry Lukaku on the bench is some tool to have? That's what I mean. Maybe if he's coming on then angry and passing it to get on the pitch and show that to hey, to Joe, why are you put me on the bench for Kai Havertz? That there's someone that you could bring on and maybe. You know, in the 60th minute, bring him on 30 minutes to go, and he'll get on and he'll bully, and he might be strong and he might be what we want him to be, like Jogba. Yeah, I know what you're saying there. I think we had some horrid times against Jogba in the past. I don't even want to go there. But tell me, <laughs> how do you think Chelsea are going to line up? Because when I've watched him this season, Connor, um, Thiago Silva's been in and out the, the, in and out the team. Now, obviously, with his age, 37 years of age, um, and obviously, Rudiger seems to be a dead, a dead set in, in centre back, but he's kind of rotate between Christian and Asking the letter and playing free at the back and stuff. How do you see Chelsea lining up um, this cup final? Well, I think I think the biggest one is going to be at our left wing back, or like you know, they try and say we don't play a five at the back, but we do. Um, at our left wing back slot, we're going to that. Do you know that young guy we have, uh, Sar? The oh, he, yeah. he's he's probably going to be playing there instead of Alonso because he's stronger defensively. He's probably faster at this stage of the game because Alonso's lost a lot of his pace and. He still can go forward. He's not brilliant at it, but he still can carry a ball forward. But if you're looking at Alonso, are you really are you really wanting to match him up against a player like Musa? Not if, if you're Tuchel, not exactly. And even at that, yeah. Rüdiger's going to be on the left hand side of the defence anyway, because that has been his permanent fixture in the team. And then also probably Thiago Silva in the centre. And if if Reece James was fat, he uh, absolutely quite would probably play on the right hand side. But I say probably Christensen. We'll get the nod at the right hand side of the centre back slot and uh absolute quite the playing at the right wing back. And where do you see is he gonna stick Mendy in that or is he gonna give is it Abercrombie Slavel again because he's been playing in the league cup? Because I know Liverpool um, and already said that he's gonna play Stephen Kepper yep. in goal. So who do you think is gonna start and goal? I would like to see Kepper get his nod because he has done very good throughout that there, and even in the Club World Cup and that first game in uh, that semi-final we made a couple of brilliant saves but then Mendy came back from the AFCON and got the nod for the final so I don't really think that was fair for uh, Kepa but if you're, ta- if you're talking I-, I would say that that's probably going to be Mendy over form throughout the full season Yeah, if we're talking and it, that yeah and it, it is a cup final I, I find it I think me and Danny have discussed we're happy that Kelly's getting the game but it, it is shocking at the same time to a degree but 
I suppose it gives you know um, Calvert a boost. Now tell me this now. Obviously, we've discussed players who's going to come in. We've discussed players like Lukaku and um, Conte. Where do you see the threats coming from Liverpool? I mean, let let's just move away from the obvious in Mo Salah. But where do you see the game being? One, do you think it'll be a game in midfield, or do you or do you think it is going to be a case of whether you know have Lukaku or Salah? I, th- I think if Liverpool's going to win the game, it's going to come from that, uh, that new signing. He's been absolutely fantastic. That Diaz, man, he has been absolutely fantastic. I've watched a lot of Liverpool recently and he's been absolutely fantastic with what I've watched him. His pace, he's one of the players. He's, he's not letting boys have time on the football. And especially if you're playing against Absol Quetta, I know he's been a brilliant servant to Chelsea. I still love him. But he is slow and sometimes he can be slow releasing the ball and that's where Diaz can catch him out. I would have And what's that one? So we, we mention on this podcast a lot, me and Danny laugh at this, and I know Danny's going to laugh now, but uh, he mentions the word philosophy a lot, and we've had a few jokes about it, but what is Tuchel's philosophy? What is his style of play? Is he a counter-attacker manager? Is he a, is he very up or, you know, the way you'd say Liverpool's philosophy very much pressing the ball, keeping yeah. the ball, um, like City's is very much just keeping the ball and wearing the, wearing the other team out. What is Chelsea's philosophy? What is Tuchel's philosophy? See, it depends. It shows how tactical, tactical of a manager he is because it changes with every team. But with Liverpool, it's probably going to be trying to be a counter attack and sitting back, you know, breaking a pace because you're going to press hard. We like normally against smaller teams than us, we like to play with majority of the ball, you know, trying to pick the pockets and find the right space. But with Liverpool being so, such high pressure, we probably might play counter attacking football. We could. I just might change throughout the game, counter attacking, holding the ball. It just. It just depends on the moments in the game. Maybe we could get a quick goal and it's just sit back and defend like a good old fashioned Mourinho Chelsea. Well, fair enough. And tell me this before we have to score predictions, Connor. So um, I'm assuming you'll be in the bar on on um, on Sunday, will you? Yes, I will. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, Connor lives in in, in a small town near in Ireland. Shaban that I live in, um, so we, I'll be in the same bar as him on on, on um, Sunday. So what we will do, if it's okay with Connor, is I'll get your reaction just before the game and just after the game. Yeah, that's um, right. The next, the next week's podcast, which will be fun. Um, but let, let me ask you this: so say let's say you did win and you did lose before we talk score predictions. Do you think would have been the League Cup and what you've also won? You know, you won the Champions League last year, you won the World Cup. Cup. Do you think losing this game is a big deal? Would you get over fairly quickly? I would get over it quickly, but it would be good. I, I, I would be annoyed because it's also an our trophy to add on the touches uh, inside what not even 14, 15 months. You'll have what won the, the Champions League, the Super Cup, the Club World Cup, and then a League Cup. That's four trophies inside 14 months, and it's brilliant they have. But as you're saying, it's not a massive thing. It's, it's not as if you're losing an FA Cup. It's an, it's an hour step down from an FA Cup, whereas like, it would take me a lot longer to get over losing an FA Cup. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. It's one of them where if you win it, happy days, it's all great. But yeah. if you lose it, it, it's probably the trophy that you would want to lose. But no, in the end, you're going to Wembley to cup final. You're going to be surrounded yeah. by Liverpool fans. Do you want to lose it? I really don't no. think so. <laughs> tell me this and, that, and tell me nothing more. So what, I, what I'll ask you first of all is um, how, how many goals do you think will be in a game? Do you think it'll be tight? And what is your score prediction at the end of the day? Because I know it's hard to call a cup final. Um, but I'm, I've got a feeling personally, um, and I'll discuss it in the second part of the podcast with Danny, there'll be lots of goals in the game. 
do you see it being tight or how do you see the game going and what, what's the end up result? How do you see it? I, th- I think as Chelsea, as a big Wembley team, I think that there, w- there will be not not a not a big amount of goals, but I think that Chelsea might edge it at two one. Right, okay. And who do you think's gonna score then? Uh, I think Havertz and a Jorginho penalty, and then Musa. Jorginho <laughs> penalty. There you go. <laughs> I, yeah, I, always, I, I, I know. I always look back at Salah goal. He's Chelsea's one of one of Salah's greatest <laughs> goals. But um, what I can say, Connor, is it's been an absolute honour and privilege to have you on. You spoke really, really well. Um, on Sunday, come what may, we should give each other a big hug, no matter what, and try yeah. and keep the banter keep the banter to a minimum. Although I know I might have to couple of drinks. People who know me listen to the podcast know exactly what I'm like. But I'm not the worst in there. I'm sure you'll agree with that. Um, oh, but in the meantime, thanks, thanks for coming on. Um, and me, right. me and Danny will be back discussing the Liverpool perspective um, for the cup final. But thanks for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Hi, Chris Kirkland here. Hope you're well. Uh, I am looking forward to the final on Sunday. I'm going down with my daughter Lucy. For the first time she's been to Wembley, so can't wait for it. And I think we'll have too much firepower from. I'm going to go 2-0, 3-1 possibly to Liverpool. But yeah, definitely can't see us losing, particularly after the 6-0 win last night. Lads will be full of confidence and I think we'll have far too much for Chelsea. Right, everybody, welcome back to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Now we're continuing our conversation about the League Cup final. Uh, it was good to have Connor on in the first half of the pod and being able to talk about the Chelsea perspective. But obviously, we're going to delve a little bit more into the Liverpool perspective. Liverpool joint um, most League Cups out of any club in the in the history of the Premier League. Um, with Man City, we've got eight each. So this gives us a chance to stand alone at the top of the charts there. Um, but is it is it as easy as that? I almost think that people are looking past this game and thinking, oh yeah, we'll play this game, we'll win this game, and then we'll carry on worrying about the Premier League and the Champions League and all the rest of it. Do you think it is going to be as easy as what people are almost making it out to be? I think Chelsea are getting a bit of a bad rep in the in the press at the minute. Um, a lot of problems going on there with the Kaku, as we alluded to in the first half of the pod. Um, do we think? Do I think? Do you think, Amo? Sorry, that that people are making it out to be easier than what it's actually going to be. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, and it's going to be saying the pub fans out there. I'm usually one of them, aren't I? Being like, oh well, it's only Chelsea. Chelsea employees going to beat them, yada yada yada. But no, we've played them twice this season. As Connor quite rightly pointed out, we drew both games. Um, the game I feel where they were down to ten men, we should have should have went on to win that game. Um, and at, only at the end of the season will we know if that's a good point or a bad point. But at the time, it pretty much felt like a bad point. It really, really did because before the game, it would have felt like a good point. But after the game, it felt like a bad point. Now coming to this cup final, I've, I've seen people, lots of people saying, I don't know if you heard them saying, oh, well, you know, just go all out for the league now that we're back in the league title race. That's not what I think. As I say, we've got a chance of winning the quadruple, which has you know, never been done. Um, and that's a chance of making a scene itself. So it's certainly going to be easy to cup final. We've, we've struggled in cup finals in recent years. You know, we got beat against City. And we've been beat against um, Real Madrid in, in the European Cup final. I think the last 
before that we our last league cup we beat Cardiff on penalties. You know, Cardiff City. So mm. it doesn't matter about how good the teams are at a cup final. And um, certain players on both sides might not, might never play in a cup final again or haven't played in a cup final for the respective teams. So um, I think it'll be extra juicy. It'll be a tight game. Um, I do see goals. The reason I see goals is just the quality on show. Um, the likes of Salah, Diaz, Mane, Origi, um, Origi, um, Origi. Obviously, the likes of Lukaku, Havertz, um, and boys like that. But Chelsea definitely definitely have a threat, mate. It'd be stupid of me to say, wouldn't it, that Chelsea don't have a huge threat and they're not a great team. They're only a few points behind us in the league. And um, the the the, the, the European champions, mate. How on earth to to play a, a, a team that's European champions and say that we're favourites? Are we really that good? I we are, but come on, let's look at it realistically. We've got a top manager, top side. It is at Wembley. It's a one-off game, it's a cup final, and I think it's very much fifty-fifty. That's how I see it. How do you see? Yeah, like for me, I think that we're we're making it out to be easier than what it is. As you said, Chelsea European Cup. Champions got some great players in there, nice mixture of experience and then sort of young talent. Um, I think one of the names that we haven't really touched on too much when we're thinking about Chelsea, you sort of have said about Lukaku and Havertz and all the rest of it. Your boy Ziyech, who's playing out at right wing for them, um, for me is is real top quality player. Um, he plays with no fear and I think he's, he's a real threat in this game. But I think for me, what it's going to come down to is whose tactics are more dominant because Chelsea play a very different type of football than us. And for me, if if we can dominate the possession and we can dominate the style of play, then we win the game. If we allow Chelsea to dictate play too much, I honestly think Chelsea have a good shot of beating us. And I think like people will comment on this and all the rest of it. Arguably, I think Chelsea have a better midfield than us. I think their central midfield is, is better than ours. I think it's with with the likes of Kante and um, Kovacic and, and oh, boys like oh. that. Like, like I honestly think they have a really strong central midfield. But if we play the ball through the middle, I think we can be beaten by Chelsea. I think if we play the style of play that we're we're used to, that sort of aggressive pressing type play, and then getting it out to the wings and playing from the wing backs and. Um, playing it up the field that way, coming into Salah and Mane, um, I, I think we win the game. I think if we're playing it like that. I'm glad to see, and I know we mentioned it in the previous pod, I'm glad to see Mane coming into a bit of form in this game because I honestly feel that Salah will have a really tough day against Rudiger. Like, Rudiger is a very good defender. Um, so I think yeah. I think we need Mane or Diaz or whoever's out there. We need them firing because Anderson... Um, is it and Anders Christensen, isn't it? Is the yeah, um, yeah, yeah. right centre back? He's the weak link in their team, and I think that's just that's just fact. It's not even trying to point someone out and sort of slag them. I honestly think he's the weakest link in their team, and I think if we can play from that left side, I think that's where we're going to get the chances. Yeah, and another thing is, it, it seems to me it's a great game to win, but it's also a really bad game to lose because we need momentum at the moment, and you know we we've just cruised past into Milan. And cruise past Leeds, um, and then we, we scraped against Norwich with, with eight, eight victories in a row at the moment. I mean, also, it'll be interesting to see if the likes of obviously Mino and Jota are going to be fifth in the final because of doubts. 
And uh, it, it seems to me like the fact that they is, is coming in done brilliant, which is which is is great. And I think he's gonna be a real big star um for Liverpool and he's got a chance to become a Liverpool legend, like the likes of Manny and Salah. But if you're missing Jota and Firmino, then you are talking, you've got the front three. If someone gets injured or something, then you are talking oh Origi or Minamino. And there's definitely a goal from class there. Um so it'll be interesting to see if the likes of Jota, who's probably been our outside Salah than our best player of the season see if he's available um, and then everyone knows me love for Bobby so that'll be interesting would have been one-off games where they strap up and think now nah, we're available and say they do become available are they are they going to start is Diaz going to be in the bench so team flexing is a big thing like again it, it, the, the game against Leeds and um, Norwich we were very much talking about lineups weren't we and there's been a lot of change but this team against Leeds tonight was a strong team so um, the only kind of player that I think you know, it's obvious that's probably going to start. Um, is Kellett in goal, Allison played, and then Henderson. So I can see the fact that, you know, Kellett has got a little bit of a rest on the bench and Henderson come on for the last 20 minutes against um, Leeds there. So pretty much depends who starts in the cup final. Does he does he go with the likes of James Milner with his experience? Does he give Kite a game that's only played one in the last six games? Ugh, team selection is going to be a big thing, and at the end of the day, it's a cup final against Wembley, and not everyone gets a chance to play in cup finals. So, um, team selection is going to be a big, big talking point. Um, but if you play, if if, if Klopp feels a team that we expect them to, it's probably going to be Fabinho, um, Elliot, and Henderson, and then Manny, Salah, and um, it's hard to say the fit. <laughs> Do you think one of, the, one of those players will be fit or do you think he'll just go with Diaz? It's so hard to say, isn't it, Danny? It is. And you know what? Like when you were talking there and mentioning that, it's nice to have that, isn't it? Like I can't remember the time, the last time we went into a final and didn't already pre-know the starting eleven was because we kind of think that's the starting eleven, and the ones on the bench are all right. And you don't mind them coming on, but that's your starting eleven, and you don't want them to get injured. Like I think he will go like he did probably in the previous game that I think he'll go with Salah, Mane and Diaz um, put Mane up top just because it's, it's pace um, and Chelsea will struggle with pace um, so I think he will go with that I think the midfield is going to be interesting as well because I, I think Fabinho is definitely in, Henderson is probably definitely in as well because um, you want to have your captain in especially in the cup final that last position though, Thiago like quality last time he played Curtis Jones Played really well against Leeds there and had a really good game as well. Um, Harvey Elliott, as you said, coming in, he's young, he's hungry. Um, it's hard to know who he's actually going to play in that position. Um, but that's a nice thing to, to have, is that, but, is but that does, worry? Does he, does he throw Spanner away to just start off Clay Chamberlain? This is the thing where, as you said, it's great to have because there's literally, you say that the Chelsea midfield picks itself in the strong, there's literally 12 players that can play in the midfield. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. You look at it. But if you look for like Oxley Chamberlain, even Firmino's play there, Minamino, Elliot Henderson, um, Thiago. I didn't even mention Thiago, you know, Kaita. We, we haven't even mentioned Kaita, have we? Like mm-hmm. Kaita's actually had an alright season. Hasn't he? It's just, yeah, it's we're spoiled. Yeah, we really are. I, I like. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick my neck out there and say he he doesn't start Oxley Chamberlain. I think there's a difference between throwing a spanner in the works and just setting everything on fire. And I think Oxley Chamberlain for me has had probably the worst season out of all the players. So in the League Cup final, where he knows there's a chance of winning, I, I think we discussed a little bit about it 
off the podcast and we said about the fact that people are like, oh, League Cup final, like League Cup's not much, is it? And and obviously Connor alluded to that as well, that like he, he'd struggle to get over it more if it was the FA Cup than the League Cup. Um, but, this, but in the same way, you've still got to beat the same teams. You've still got to beat all the top teams to be able to get a cup like this. Um, and, and considering... Considering the parade that we had when we beat Spurs in the Champions League final only a couple of seasons back, you, you're still having to beat these teams to be able to get to the League Cup final. So for me, it's it's still a big enough cup and it's one worth winning. Um, I've said to you before, haven't I, that like when my team won Saturday League, I was celebrating for days. So League Cup's far bigger than that, so I'm going to celebrate and enjoy it. Um, and, and I think Klopp will want to win it, so I think he's going to go with who he thinks is the strongest. And for me, I'm going to stick my neck out. I think he's going to go Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago. I think he'll go Diaz, Mane and Salah up top. Right, yeah. Again, it's interesting because Thiago's come into a bit of form. But I think when I'm playing that game there against Leeds, was, is that a, a strong indication that he might play tighter? I just... I think what I'm going to say, I won't say it... Um, I won't say it as a name of a player, but I think Klopp's going to follow some kind of span in the works and he's going to either start like a Chamberlain or an Origi um, or maybe a Kaita. I think he's going to start someone or maybe I'm going to name those three players and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong but I just feel he's going to do something just a bit maybe because Chelsea won't expect it and like, they've not played at all really over the last three or four games so um, what I'll do is I'll mention James Milner in that context as well so I'm going to predict and I could be completely wrong Either Milner, Keita, Oxley Chamberlain, or Origi starts just to completely throw Chelsea off the tracks. Um, just because I think it's not, it's not obvious. Um, but hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Whoever, I think what I'm trying to say, and I think what we're both trying to say over that seven, is that whoever Liverpool play, it's going to be a strong team, isn't it? And it's going to be one of the strongest teams that we've put in the cup final in recent years. Yeah. Um, this is the type of game that Origi get out of bed for, to be fair. Um, he doesn't normally get out of bed. It's just a really big game. Um, so do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me. I, I don't I don't think Origi will start, but it wouldn't surprise me if he came off the bench and probably scored a goal to win the cup, um, because he's just that type of player, isn't he? Like, so I think he, he could he could have a say in this cup final. Isn't he Liverpool's all time top goal scorer in the league cup. I could be wrong in saying that. Is he not? He really. I don't do you know? Is he not? I have to so, do a bit of research into this, but yeah, you know what? Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. He's yeah. he's the he's the Chuck Norris of Liverpool cup finals. Yeah, um, he, he, he would be a player that'll just come on to nothing and score the winning goal, wouldn't he? Um, oh, yeah. On that, or Flim, as he's saying, of course, like a Flim on a league's the, the cup winning goal. Um, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're joking and we're laughing about it, but we're joking and laughing about it knowing that we shouldn't really joke and laugh about it because it's a type of a game in a, in a cup final one-off game where, you know, I, I, I can still remember back when Michael Owen scored that second goal in the league cup final. Um, Gerard with the deflected goal. And then... Uh, Mahaman got the ball on the halfway line and flung Michael Owen through and uh, he scored in the League Cup final against Manchester United and Eagle Bishkan come running on the pitch in his training shirt and hooked Owen and uh, that was one of the first cup plays in Liverpool win and I remember and it, it was brilliant so we, we sit there and say Mickey Mouse Cup and it's not the biggest game of the season yada 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 but there's going to be some people at Wembley I'm gutted I'm not there because I was there the last cup final we had it could be it's going to be the first trip to Wembley, maybe the only trip to Wembley. A chance to see Liverpool in a cup final. There'll be kids there that'll be watching the very first cup final. Um, it's prime time, half four on a Sunday against a massive team in Chelsea. Um, 
and it's just you know go for it and I'm sure since that whistle blows no one's going to be sitting there no Liverpool fans going to be sitting there and be like oh, it's only the League Cup it's only the Mickey Cup we're going to be screaming at the TV we're going to be shouting swearing and the passion's going to come out the drinks will be flowing um, you know rivalries will anyone that doesn't like Liverpool is going to be supporting Chelsea anyone that doesn't like Chelsea is going to be supporting Liverpool um, and even though Wembley's in London Liverpool fans are still going to out- outnumber Chelsea fans by probably two or three to one and that is an absolute fact yeah I think that's always been the way it is because we we travel well and Liverpool fans are committed um, but yeah I totally agree with you in terms of the, the whole Mickey Mouse Cup situation I think a cup's a cup and I think if your team is in it, then you're buzzing about it. Don't get me wrong. We could be sitting here next week after getting smashed by Chelsea 3 0, and we're going, ah, who cares? Join the League Cup. Um, but that's just more of a biasness than anything else. <laughs> uh, if we get beat, then we won't mention it again. It's just making up a couple, and that's what matters. It doesn't really matter. It was just a, better than being a cup fan. I know you sure. Two years ago, we played our kids against Villa, remember? Who cares on the league? <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, but. But we know, I think we all know secretly, like, a Cup's a Cup. And if Liverpool has, has a chance to be able to win the League Cup, to win the Champions League, to win the Premier League, to win the FA Cup, like, to win four Cups in a season, it doesn't matter what Cups it is, um, a Cup's a Cup, whether it's the League Cup, the Charity Shield or the Champions League. I'm not saying they're all on the same par, but I'm saying that you still have to beat top teams to get to Cup Finals, no matter what. There's, there's no Cup that we play in now where you have an easy run. Every cup we play in, you have to face top teams and you have to beat the best to be the best. And and for me, it's no different than that. Chelsea, as you said at the minute, people are like, ah, oh, it's the Mickey Mouse Cup or whatever. We have to beat the current European champions in order to get this cup. For me, how can you say that that's a small cup when you have to beat arguably the best current team in Europe to be able to attain it? Like It only shows the level that it's at. Also, if we do win another cup, if we win the league or the Champions League or the FA Cup, it goes from, you know, one trophy to a double or to a treble or to a quadruple. You know, if you win this league cup along with another cup, no matter what the other cup is, whether it's the FA Cup, the Premier League or the European Cup, it's a good season. Mm. You know, you could argue that maybe just winning the league cup or the FA Cup on its own is an okay season, but winning both of them is a good season. You know, I always refer back to that um, year under Kenny Daglish where he won the league cup. Uh, I think it was Gerard Glass. Cup final, we beat Cardiff and then we, we actually faced Chelsea in the FA Cup final and uh, we got beat 2 1. It was a game where Andy Carroll came on and done the only thing he did decent for Liverpool and he, yeah. you know, he played well. But um, if we won that cup, there could have been a difference in Dagley's keeping or losing his job. And that's what a one off cup final and it was a difference in winning one league cup, which was uh, or the double. And it's just, you know, as games go. It's definitely the biggest game of the season. People saying to me, you know, go all out against Leeds and rest plays against Chelsea. No, because you could beat, you could, could have got beat against Leeds today, win the cup and still go on and win the Premier League. That's just a stupid argument that people have said that. Um, but yeah, as I say, half four Sunday. Do you think I'll be sitting there in the bar saying it's the Mickey Mouse Cup? I'll be shouting for everything. And uh, God help anyone sitting next to me. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> so give me give me your idea. I'm a, how do you see? Not just like I want to know your prediction of, of what you think the score is going to be, but how do you see the game going? Do you think it's going to be tight? Do you think Liverpool are going to dominate it? How do you see it flowing? And then what do you think the final score is going to be? Okay, <laughs> um, I see it being a cagey affair, but I do see them be. I do see goals getting scored. I see a 2-1 victory for Liverpool. I see 
Uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to put it out there just because I see Liverpool taking the lead. I see us get, getting comfortable and Chelsea sneaking one through. Probably like to Ziyech or Havertz. Um, I see Chelsea having a big period of play where Liverpool get under the cost. I see us soaking up well with Van Dijk and Henderson. Um, and then I see us going to extra time. And I see a, a, a little-known player who's got a... Not, you know, he's quite under the radar. A little-known player called Divic Origi coming <laughs> off the bench and scoring the winning goal. And Liverpool winning 2-1. And I genuinely, genuinely mean this. I'm not taking the hand, as you would say over here. I do. Or, if it isn't a Rigi, it's going to be someone like Henderson or Matty or Robinson. It's, you know, it's not going to be... Um, I don't see it being a, a Mo Salah or a Sadio Mane. I don't know why that is, because obviously they're the most likely to score. Um, but I just think in the cup final, the defenders are going to up the game. And you know, they'll be all over the defenders. And they might let a Matty slip or they might let an Rigi slip. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to say 2-1 to Liverpool after extra time with Origi scoring the winning goal. What about you, Danny? Do you know what? I'm going to... Do you know what? It's, it's going to sound like I'm absolutely sitting on the fence. But like you think of the games that we've played against Chelsea, whether it be this season, last season, previous seasons, we tend to cancel each other out as teams. Um, there's very few where there's any real big amount of goals in it um, outside of, like, you look on probably 2005, 2006 type times. Um, I am going to say I think the game at 90 minutes will finish one all, and I think it'll go all the way to pens. I laugh about the Origi thing because I think it's a distinct possibility that it could happen, um, and that's why you laugh about it, because I think most Liverpool fans listening to this will laugh, but at the same time will go, if it happens, I will not be surprised, because Origi's yeah. done it far <laughs> too many times in far too many games for it to be a joke now. Um, because as I said, this is the thing you get out of bed for. Um, but yeah, I think I think one all full time. It goes to extra time and it goes to pens and Liverpool winner on pens. I think Allison is is good enough in goal. Um, but yeah, I think we do it. Do you think Klopp will take Keller off and put Allison in it for the, for the pens? I think I think Allison starts the game. I think no, Klopp's already said that Keller is going to start the game. Do you think so? Klopp's wow. I suppose that it's good to have faith in your keepers, but we're going back to this conversation from the first part of the pod, that like uh, over the Mendy and Arisa Balaga situation. For me, like I know, like don't get me wrong, Kelleher's a great servant to the club. He's done really well in the League Cup up to now. For me, you play your best. You play your best in a cup final. You always play your best yeah. assets. So I'm surprised that he isn't starting, Allison. Um, yeah, no, he said he's been interviewed and said Klopp said Kelleher's going to start, but. Um, we have to clip that we um, sentence out the pod that you said there about uh, these are the type of games that Arigi gets out of bed for. <laughs> it's just, it's so true. Like, why is Arigi up for like five minutes of our 45 in a pod? But like, he's taking up five minutes because he is a type of lad that'll just pop up and score a winning goal. He really is. Like, uh, I just don't see it being a sour old man. I don't know why. I can just see it being like a, maybe a Fabinho. Fabinho might score a wonder goal. Who knows? Um, but let's hope we win. That's all I can say, Danny. Let's hope we win. Yeah. And, and I think we've got... The, the way that we are at the minute, the form that we're in, the way that we've absolutely tanked leads in the build-up to this, we've, we're a team that is full of confidence at the minute. We've suddenly gone from an, a very, very outside chance of catching City in the league to suddenly being three points behind them. That's a massive confidence boost. 
we, we've dominated Europe up to now. We've just come out of a, a group stage of death that some people thought the Liverpool weren't even going to get out of. And not only did we come out of it, but we came out of it unbeaten and then dominated against Inter Milan with a game still to play. Liverpool at the minute are on an absolute high. Confidence is flowing, and I think that's the, that's the best type of Liverpool you want going into a game like this. And not only a Liverpool high on confidence, but also a Liverpool that are high on options, which is nice to be able to have as well. We've got a team where we've got good choice, we've got good backups that can change games, as we've seen in the last few games, the Norwich game and the Inter Milan game. We've got subs that can come on and, and completely change the dynamic of a game. Um, so for me, I think we've, we've got no stronger chance than what we have this season of being able to not just win the league, the league cup, but also go on and, and win more. Um, so I, th- I think Liverpool are going to win it. I think it will be tight. It will be edgy. I hope it doesn't go to pens. Um, but for me, for me, I see a Liverpool win coming out of it. Like. Yeah, well, there you go. Let's hope it's, um, let's hope that our Texas on Sunday evening are pleasant ones. And uh, we're looking forward to doing the podcast next week. And I, I will be in um, Dicey Riley's in the small town of Straban um, on Sunday. I will be getting live reaction um, before, during, and after the game, um, which is always fun. And we did it last. We did a couple of years ago, didn't we? Whenever Liverpool won the league, and um, it's a bit different. So um, hopefully, anyone that likes that will look forward to that as well. But yeah, it's um, it's a good week Liverpool in the cup final, Danny. And uh, you don't get to say that every week, do you? Exactly. And it's a nice thing to be able to see. And the fact that it mightn't be the last one of the season is an amazing thing. We might let Ammo go a bit mental and take over the uh, the podcast Facebook page and Instagram so we can put stories up of him sitting in the pub going mad, um, which I think is always good <laughs> yeah. fun. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one and it's going to be a good one to be able to see. And something inside me tells me that we are going to have an Origi an dominated podcast next week, which is... Uh, annoying and also amazing at the same time, but we'll we'll, well see we'll see how it goes. Song. It's Sunday night and he made Everton look like Jack Devereaux. Na 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 na. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> imagine. If um, if if Origi scores a winning goal, we'll just sing the Devereaux song for the whole of the podcast, and then just that, that, that's what that's what we'll do. You've heard it here first. <laughs> Probably an unused sub. <laughs> no, I think I think Origi's going to have a little bit more to say than that. Um, it, it it was found on a wall this week in America, wasn't it? Uh, in a random estate in America, um, they were going through it was like a ghetto type of state. And I seen the video clip of it. We'll have to try and find it and put it up on our Facebook page. But it was a random sort of ghetto estate in America, and they went through these railings into this sort of marshy no man's land in the middle of this estate. And on the wall, it was written, football without a Rigi is nothing in the middle of this place. So random. But do you know what? I think you might have a good say in this game. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see what goes on. And hopefully we're coming back. The same as what we've said in the last couple of podcasts. We were hoping we'd come back to a couple of Liverpool wins and Liverpool dominating in these competitions. And I hope that next week we come back to this podcast with Liverpool with a cup under the belt, um, nice and close to City, and also being able to get ready with fuller confidence to dominate in these other competitions throughout the rest of the season. But, well, yeah, and, so ninth win in a row and a ninth league cup would be lovely. Exactly. But until then, we hope that you enjoy it. Hope that you enjoy watching the game, whether you're a Chelsea fan listening because Connor shared it with you or whether you're a Liverpool fan looking forward to the analysis. 
Uh, we look forward to hearing from you and we hope that you enjoy the game and we will catch us next week on Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.